Hello and welcome to another episode of the Rings of Power Report here on Unqualified Observers. I, as always, am your host, Kellen Metcalf, accompanied by Thomas Stimson. Hello. And we are going to be jumping into episode four of the show titled The Great Wave. Uh, so this, uh, we begin this episode with uh, Tar Muriel up in up in the the I guess the palace. Um, doing the stealing babies. Yeah, I guess like so. So she's like doing like a name day thing. Does she do this with every baby that's born? I assume like the like from what I picked up was that like this is like a a tradition that the king or queen like kind of blesses all the newborn children of Numenor. I mean, like so. Uh, Again, lore doesn't really matter with this show, but strictly speaking, towards the end of like in kind of like the the waning period of Numenor, um, there were less Numenorians being born, um, okay. just because like they didn't like that that oh, that was just how they were doing. They didn't have children until later in life, and they didn't have as many. Um, so I mean, it's it's not outside the realm of possibility, but with as large of a population as this island would have, that seems odd to me. But regardless, it's not really happening. So who cares? Um, yeah, so we get this this scene of uh, of the great wave crashing through Numenor. And uh, can we can we take a moment though? Yeah, just it's it's so small, but I had to comment. I like mm. kept talking about it while I was watching the show. So Muriel, so Tamriel, what's her name? Uh, Muriel. Muriel. Yeah. Okay, so she has this one baby yeah and then like this tsunami wave like just comes flying and it's so funny because you see every single mom grab their babies and turn around and leave and there's like one lady in the background like uh, can i have my baby so i can leave please like you're I mean, still holding my child but she's also like what what the fuck are we gonna like what am i what am i gonna do about this like this is like she's probably like all right well i guess this is it it's gonna be laughed so hard though because i was yeah. like give that woman her baby back <laughs> yeah what are you gonna do go seek lower ground like what, what's what are your <laughs> options here like no you're on a fucking island you're on a mountain like you're not on the menantarma but like you know whatever like also uh, i know that this isn't going to come up within the show itself most likely although maybe it does i don't know when um noon or like technically gets swallowed up but the timeline this, for like, this no one knows when anything was this happening. the god sending a tsunami or was there like an actual earthquake in the water so i i hesitate to say too much about that because i mean so like all right look if i know there's a couple of people that i know listen to this show that are very against spoilers so i'm gonna say for the next like mm, 30 seconds uh i'm there there is going to be some spoilers uh present here so if you just want to skip ahead 30 seconds um that will uh you will be free of that starting now um okay so yes that is like the uh, traditionally you know Numenor was destroyed by a, a giant wave sent by the Valar um to to crush Numenor that is the dream that Eowyn has in in the rings of okay. in, uh, in the return of the king but it's actually in the books it is attributed to uh Faramir who has it and it's a dream okay. that uh Tolkien actually had um and uh that that but that is what that that's what that dream is um okay, okay. welcome back those of y'all that, that that skip forward a bit um okay so uh so yeah we have the, this whole this whole business here and then we start right on into kind of uh the the prime uh the prime mover of Numenor for this episode uh and and we've got uh Chiboy from from the last episode getting getting everyone all riled up down here in the uh in the plaza yelling can I about just how say, 
Huh. I was very, I was, I watched this with somebody and they were like, what, what is this guy? Like the labor leader? I was like, no, that's Trump. That's like, he's just rousing up the people spewing hateful bullshit yeah, for I no mean, reason with no this facts. Is, like, this, is, this is right. I mean, like, so the, the show has, and rightly so, honestly, like said, like, we're not, we're going to, we're not going to bring in modern politics. This isn't modern politics. This is racism, which is not a modern, is exclusively a modern thing. <laughs> it's surprise, the oldest surprise. thing. Yeah. Um, and, and I mean, that's, that's what this is. This idea, like, and it, it's interesting um this concept because it's also like people who so numenorians are long-lived and i guess at this time uh it's probably fair to say they live to be like 120 140 not quite 200 years um okay. but maybe closer to that um not i think i think elros lived to be lived to be 400 but as okay. as time went on that that number decreased um, and Can so I ask I you a quick around. question? Yeah, about the four hundred. Four hundred years after it chose to be a human, or that includes his elf life as well. You know, I'm not certain. I'm gonna say that it includes his. Uh, well, I don't know. Um, it's hard to say because I don't know how old Elros was at the time. I'm imagining he was probably older than four hundred when he when this happened. That's, but okay. the timelines are kind of screwy. Um, Speaking of, yeah, well, I guess not I, really. But I don't. This kind of skips ahead slightly. But it still has to deal with Elros and Elrons. But mm -hmm. like the way that Elrond kind of alludes to it when he talks about his father, the Mariner, and all that stuff is like he was like a fucking child. He was like, him and his brother were really little when his dad ascended or did all that stuff. So I don't, yeah. that's just like what throws me. Yeah. Um. So it's it's yeah. I mean, okay. So we'll 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 jump forward to this just while we're here. We are again once again going to be going through like storyline by storyline to kind of elucidate this. But yeah, so we see uh, this scene while when Elrond is in Casa Doom, uh, talking to uh, talking to Durin, and he's talking about his father. And this theme of fathers is is something that's present through in the show and also in this episode. Um, you have Celebrimbor mentioning uh, how much Elrond looks like uh, Erendil um, it, when they're in uh, when they're in the the his little like study there. Um, and Region. And yeah, so he he mentions this. I don't know that he I don't think he was a child necessarily at this point. I'm trying to remember. And again, like not having knowledge of what the lore timeline is doesn't really mean anything with regards to the show. Um, but strictly speaking, let's say we were gonna go by that. I would say roughly speaking. Yeah, I mean, he was fairly young when that happened. Like he he was like a young he was young. Like, I don't to me, like for as an example, I mean I, I'm not gonna use exact uh age ranges or things, but it seemed to me like the way Elrond is talking about it is that happened to him when like the opening scene when Galadriel was like a child and was playing with those boats. It seemed like maybe that would have been the stage of life Elrond would have been in when his dad left. So he Roughly, might have still been hundreds of year old, yeah. years old or something, but he still would have been I mean like young for an elf. I know that Elrond and Elros are like captured um when they're very young by other elves. Um uh I, I think Mithros and his brother um, I, I, I could be wrong. I, I haven't read this one really in a little bit. Um, and uh, he, but he is fairly young when that happens. And that's not too terribly long before um, Erendil goes across the sea. But again, okay. it's kind of hard to judge them that stuff unless you like really go in and you're like, this happened at this year, this happened at this year, which I have not done as much. But I think that there is like a, 
there is definitely like so the the house of the half elven are the only people that have this ability to make this choice um which is why arwen has that ability in uh in the lord of the rings where she decides to be mortal she has okay. that ability because she is from the uh she's from that that bloodline um and so i don't believe that like Elros and elrond had to make the decision like when their parents did um, okay. that, that they had to then choose but they did because clearly you know they are like adults when they make that decision um so i i think that and i mean there is probably some little fudging here and there to make this work but uh but yeah so that's that's okay. where, that's, that's how it's happening yeah okay so back to, to numenor then yeah all of this this stuff yeah, so, so, so you see yeah you you've got this this speech and you see um you see fucking kevin go that's not his name but i, <laughs> I just I, I, his fine. name is that's kevin fine. but i but i just i i just love in my mind the first time i heard it, i was like is that kevin what but uh, <laughs> yeah it goes to get farazon and uh farazon sweeps in and like you know he he has what starts off being like um like a speech kind of like chastising them like what the, what, what the fuck are you doing like 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 look at this like what are you what are you doing you're being children um, and then, I mean, Farazon is a very effective political speaker. Um, and oh, yeah. Like, like Cole immediately, Beater, Cole immediately Cole Kellum. yeah, immediately, like he, he's got the wine set up. Like he like, it was like, all right, you do this. That was my, okay. Can we talk, like, can we discuss this for a second? Yeah. I they should, they have it, must have had been off scene, but he, he tells his son, hey, I need you to go get a lot of wine. Oh, oh he knew. On point. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he, he was, well, he, when he's like, we've got a squall. Also, I like the. Uh, the use of like almost exclusively sailing metaphors in like common parlance for the Numenorians. That's like a nice, uh, that's a nice thing. Um, but yeah, so he he has them send the wine, send for wine. Like he he gives this whole speech, you know, like oh the elves will never take the helm. Another sailing bit uh, of of this kingdom of men, and you know, uh, I like it, I, so. This is what I don't understand. Maybe it's because through time, generations, and like racism that you have just these false ideals and stuff but it was just wild to me these elves are going to come to our shore they never sleep they live forever they're going to take all of our jobs and take all of our it's like bro elves don't want to do off, that that yeah what in the yeah. world makes you think they have any interest in any of those things <laughs> yeah elves have like i mean like not saying that like elves don't do things like clearly like hell brimboard like he's like a, he's like a craftsman like people do things but it's like they it's there isn't like a population of elves that are like looking for work and so they're yeah. gonna sweep in like they already have things that they're doing <laughs> that seems like a weird choice but clearly this is not a this is very obviously not a an argument that's grounded in reality but rather grounded in fear-mongering so can we um, can we discuss though while we're at it that while farazan is doing all of this and like currently quell this uprising of the common people to an extent not really an uprising people wanting to hate on elves for no reason yeah, while yeah, he's yeah. Doing that, can we talk about the moment that his son uh kevin or kevon i don't know fucking kevin yeah uh it's like i'm gonna go mac on the steel door's sister arian like what's yeah. the girl like hey i see you yeah. over here like looking a little scared and concerned you want some wine you know, you're more palatable and you're drunk. It's like, no, I have to do my job. And then he shows up later, just to go ahead and jump into this. Yeah. He's like, hey, let me like just do a happier job for you and like just not take no for an answer. Right. Like, yeah, Come yeah. on, dude. Yeah, Come yeah, on. yeah. I, I do like his little bit. I mean, it's very, there's a lot of this show that like, and I think that this is the difference that you get between, so there's a couple of things for for the, the thing that I'm going to bring up Um, is that Lord of, the Lord of the Rings and the Silmar, especially the Silmarillion, doesn't really lend itself to like a direct thing it's like a very uh abstract 
type thing and it's it doesn't really lend itself to like a direct adaptation it's kind of meant as more of like soft ideas um, okay so like having like these really like interpersonal like like these like snippy like kind of like almost cw level uh, dialogue <laughs> that's happening from time to time of like of like uh you know i typically don't go on go to dinner with strange men well if i see any i'll let you know like great line but like it, it's there are times where i'm like okay um it, it's, like, it's like okay like yeah. you say it was very cw that was a yeah. great analogy because yeah it's I, very true like, yeah it's like oh hey we're both beautiful people here in this land like yeah. why don't we just hang out it's like come on yeah yeah um so yeah it, it's there is a there is a thing there okay so um so how do you so and any uh any thoughts you have about this uh this whole business with this scene here yes uh, uh, so i thought it was done very well i thought i was getting full kellum vibes with Farazan still like i don't know <laughs> if this man ends up being hell evil but i think that we can all agree that there could be a few choices you can make in life and you could turn that way too so let's I mean, not judge so say we are. uh but i really loved his it showed his ability to command the people immediately like i gave it showed his power effectively i really felt that Farazan came through as you know a strong leader who is kind of forcing the hand to an extent with the queen although it does show later on that he is still supported of her and her decrees and does support the yeah like the system and stuff but uh i really like that i liked that okay well, one thing i didn't like is it really shows numenorians it's just fucking sheep it's stupid people that can just be hey when you know, dude bros over here spewing racism. You're like, yeah, man, we're with that. And Farazan shows up. It's like, you were being children. Like, yeah, we are being children. You're right. We're gonna, we're followers. None of us think independently of ourselves. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, <laughs> this is something that the culture of Numenor, the way it's set up in this show, is actually something that I get a little bit confused about. So, um, this is an empire without empire. Like this, this is an it feels like an imperial area that's set up without an empire, which mm -hmm. is not like they are. There is obviously choices to like you know like we've got we've got diversity in casting. We have all these things, but I would have much rather seen the reality of like Numenor having like tried to like subjugate the the low men, which is mm -hmm. what they did, and and like you know set up the, this the reality of the fact that. They were doing like they were they were behaving like an empire. They were taking resources from Middle Earth and using it to build themselves up. But there's not like like it's it's so Numenor is set up like a a very insular community. That mm -hmm. like what are they what are they doing? Like there's there doesn't really feel like there's like a there's anything that they are set upon, which is like great and kind of like utopian and whatever. But it feels odd. Um, mm -hmm. and, and so it's it's almost like you know that's where i feel like some of the like something like that would give more would make like the people feel more three-dimensional like yes obviously mm -hmm. you know i think that i i like numenor i like you know the, the the things that they're doing here but it feels kind of i don't know like what like numenor like wants to survive and do all these things but like what are numenor's goals like what is numenor doing Exactly. Um, the answer yeah. is absolutely nothing currently. And right. I like that. So I, let's let's further, we'll worry about all the stuff that happens in Middle Earth later on. Let's further this a little bit. So I would like to jump into um, the 
ultimate buffoon of the show, and that's Isildur. This motherfucking idiot. Oh, Cost him two of his best friends, their fucking lives and careers, because he's over here just letting go of ropes because he wants to. Like It's like, what are you doing? You are the fucking worst. Yeah. And then you want to start arguing with your friends about how it's not your fault that his whole life that he spent every day of his life working towards a goal that you just ruined for no reason, and you're not going to sit there and take blame and responsibility. You're going to argue with him? Like, fuck right off. Like, I... And then, yeah. like, I'm going to like mope around and avoid going home for as long as possible so that way i don't have to tell my dad that i just like blew the thing that he gave me that i didn't earn or work for and then before he can even say any of that stuff it's like yeah i'm gonna volunteer to go to middle earth can't say shit to me now dad everybody's here and saw me like volunteer so it's it's done like yeah like i mean like dude if you didn't if you didn't want to do this just don't do it like your, your dad's not going to be like it's not going to be like a better situation if you're like oh dad i got kicked out of the sea guard rather than i didn't do that at least one doesn't denote incompetence yes like, it, it's i don't know and like yes and had it been just isildur that got thrown out that would be one thing but when yeah. his friends both get thrown out too and it's like they didn't do anything you fucked up cost them like well and, and like the reason that they get kicked out is because they they both are immediately like no it's our it, it that was on us we did this like are fully covering for you and then you, like yes you're like no it was me but the sea guard captain rightly is like you know what this is fucking insane. You did this on purpose. I absolutely won't have any of you chuckle fucks out here on the seat. You're out of here. Um, like to totally. I saw. I heard somebody describing that as like over an over the top reaction. Like to why? In in what way is it like? <laughs> yeah. like, like oh, like your job. People's is like, lives are on the line. Yeah, and like you have somebody who is going to deliberately make mistakes. No, they can fuck immediately off. Like, why would you have that be? Um, it, absolutely. And, yeah. So it's it's. I don't know, man. And like, there is this whole thing set up still that we had don't really have any understanding of. Like, they talk about um, when his friends are, are yelling at him. Like, they talk about you know this, that Anarion, his brother, also had these ideas about like you know the, the true Numenor in the West and all this stuff. Which is like, this is not a concept that I understand at all. Like, I don't, I don't get what this is. Like, I in my mind, like, okay, maybe it's that. So very clearly, like the western part of the island, which I don't remember, like each one of the, like Numenor is set up like a star, and each like point of the star kind of has its own like culture, like it, it's got okay. they're like its own kind of like areas. Um, okay. And in the middle, and the is western this, side is the um, elf love, like yeah, it's it's, it's, it's like where that. the it's like the home of the faithful. That that's the group that um, from a lore standpoint that. Uh, Elendil and and his descendants and like they they are part of the faithful. Um, okay but so i i, I don't really because if it's just like oh that's where you know people are more you know elf friendly that seems like there's they're putting like a lot of stank on getting him there when it's just like they're cooler over there feel like that, that i don't know that that seems <laughs> so i don't get what is and i mean i'm sure at some point we're gonna have an Aryan come come in and like there'll be some things that tie up with that i don't know that we'll see that in this season maybe at the very end of the season um but uh yeah it's 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 interesting i don't know that i like isildur yet um he strikes me as kind of dumb but it's he it's absolutely just... is dumb and i don't like yeah. him at all and i would like to say this is my thought so this is you know we, don't, we can ignore the lore in terms of if you happen to know yeah how this takes place but for show's sake i'm baffled as to how Isildur is going to come to Middle Earth and become the ruler of humans, like of, of men. Like technically, his dad is, I guess, until he dies. But still, it's like I don't see this I mean, transpiring. You, You're well, a dick, Jack. 
I mean, and that's another thing is like we I don't know how old Isildur is supposed to be. Um, I like in in it, it's a difficult thing when you have these like beings with ex with different like lifespans. It's mm -hmm. like I don't know like quite what what is what's analogous for like a human like age there. I don't know. Um, I would say based off of the theory that we posited earlier about you know Numenorians can live to be about one hundred and forty, is I would say that they're theoretically teenagers but in terms of how Numenorean age work versus teenagers I'd say they're probably early 30s they're probably like our age but that was a teenager yeah, for I, Numenor. I think that I think maybe I mean it's hard to say because you know like Aragorn was, was like, almost 90 and he looked like that so you would imagine that strictly speaking I guess Elindo would be young would be older than that he'd probably be like a hundred ish because uh -huh. he, he's a little bit older than aragorn was but also he lived longer than aragorn did um so it's hard to say but again i don't really think that this show has is really i don't think Either that's way, a consideration that's being made so, yeah they're yeah. they're in between their like education and like career or right uh, yeah. trade like yeah. that's what they're they're both in that state currently wherever yeah. age that would be like early 20 like, mm -hmm. like early 20s i think is like where we are supposed to interpret these ages as being because that is kind of like the stage of life that makes sense to us as as low men um but uh yeah i mean i i like i like some little bits of of things we that we get in uh Ferris on speech too like the reference like the the they are you know of the adine the three houses of the of the adine that joined uh that joined the elves like there, there's little things like that that we get i do enjoy that um but uh but yeah the the Isildur thing i don't know i feel like the reason part of the reason that i don't i'm not a huge fan of his so far is i've only seen him be kind of dumb like mm -hmm. yes he like you know he encouraged uh arian to you know reapply at the builders guild like great but all we've seen him do is is just like be kind of selfish and like make make rash decisions and like be you know like like typical youth like uh, you don't understand kind of, like like kind of moody type thing and like that mm -hmm. that is a character that annoys the piss out of me um, absolutely so i i don't know i think that once we get once we kind of like grasp what the fuck is supposed to be going on there, I think maybe it, I might warm up to him. But um, or if we just see him grow yeah. up, like and kind of become like learn from his mistakes. That's acceptable. Yeah. You can be an idiot in the beginning. Hello, Jon Snow's a fucking idiot at the beginning of right. Game of Thrones. But if you learn you can from argue your mistakes, at the end you can also grow but... to be confident. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, speaking of uh, such characters, so man, I. The choices with Galadriel's writing um, are difficult for me. Um, so here, here are things that I, I I'm gonna go through some things. I I like that she's like a very you know she's powerful. She's all these things. Like like there is a lot of there is like a an attempt to be quote unquote lore accurate with how Galadriel is. Galadriel is described as being incredibly, you know, uh, prideful and like very willful. And, you know, she she wants to, like she's described in in, uh, in Tolkien as like desiring, you know, d dominion of her own that she could rule without tutelage. Like, like basically to, to be able to do what she wants without not like rule over folks without people telling her how to do that. Um, and, and, you know, we, we've taken some of that out but like the fact, like fuck, like so this scene where we've got uh, Galadriel and uh, uh, Elendil, and, 
oh. and Muriel, like, like talk, like essentially being like, Hey, you know, here's the situation. Like we want to do this. Um, I do like th- that little, this, that little moment with a He's like, <laughs> just like a, a petty Lord. And they're like, anyways. Yeah. Oh not, yeah. That's hilarious. Alendil, like this is not, it's not about you. <laughs> like, um, but uh, yeah, I did but, love to yeah. uh, Muriel coming back at Galadriel in this scene too. And being like, Yo, bitch, why are you running off with one of my fucking gar- captains or whatever yeah. to go look at lore while your fucking piece of shit friend over here is beating up and hurting and severely injuring people of like from my place? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, you can't like, yeah, like you. This show wants us to like Halbrand, and I get it. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. No, I think it does. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna make a lot of arguments for this, but like before I do that, I'll say this show wants us to like Halbrand, and but like. Obviously, like he he's tried to steal the skill crest. Yes, these dudes are shit jit heads. Then they caught him, and like they 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 weren't gonna fucking kill this dude. But like they you know they punched him, and then he immediately like went like fucking John Wick on them. Um, and uh, I agree with that statement, but I also think think about it. Even in the cell, he's not like he's like oh even I, I agree. Gladwell's like oh you find their weakness and you exploit it. No, no. You reveal it to them. You get closer to them. You can get in their trust and can like, and then you can manipulate them and do all that. I'm like, how are we supposed to be on this guy's side? Well, okay. So what he? I mean, this is this is statecraft. Like, yes, like it's manipulative and it's also statecraft. Like that. That's like that is how. Like, I mean that that's how that works. You're um, asking me to root for Littlefinger or Otto Hightower. I'm just I'm just saying that he is correct. Like that that he well, what he's telling this is so this is a prime example of some of the issues that I'm having. So. Galadriel is basically like set up like she doesn't know anything 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 about dealing with people like at all she is older than the sun she is older than any character we have seen older than all of them and they all know how to interact with people around them and she has no ability to do so like like really like cannot read a room like cannot cannot figure out like like there's no like that whole like so you figure and then you exploit like it's like i i i get the feeling that they're trying to do a couple of things here like morphin clark talked about um this decision to uh paint galadriel's naivete as uh like like um as kind of this uh like prideful like 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 real like you know lean into this um but i i don't know man like it's it seems like an odd choice because it's also that the show is set up like so halbrand is saying something that makes sense it's like grounded and it's it's he's not saying like fucking go do atrocious things like no this like if you want to get things done this is how you have to do it and she's like oh yeah great like it's it seems like an odd choice to have it be like it's like the show wants us to think that she's dumb because Mm. it's having all these characters that are telling her what to do and they're all like incredibly basic like super fucking basic how to deal with people and they're all right and it's it feels like an odd choice to like have it be like Oh, she just doesn't. She doesn't know how to do anything. Like yada yada yada. Like it. It seems strange. I mean, yes. So here's my thought. Uh, to like maybe maybe try to see where the show might be trying to come from to yeah. an extent is that with elves things take 
time is different. Yeah. As shown with Elrod and Durin, like 20 years is nothing to Elrod, but Durin's a whole lifetime. So in theory, what maybe they're trying to show is that the fire and the rage that Galadriel feels for her brother and all the other elves dying in the first age and all this stuff yeah. is burning so hot that she just can't do or see anything else or understand decorum or any of those things. Yeah. And since she's older than everybody else, she remembers all that stuff like yesterday versus it being a story that they were told. Or I mean, they yeah, were maybe... also there. Like a lot of them were, yeah. were also there. But like it's it, – I mean not all of them. We, we don't have – we don't have – we don't see any of her family members for the most part. Like yes, Gilgalad is her family member. Um, but and, – and I think Elrond maybe like in a, in a, a more distant manner. But um, – this i like yes what you're saying is, is is fair and you know there is like we don't see this character um but there is a little bit of the character of feanor that's present with, with within her who is like the the person who made the silmarils and fucking like fucked everything up for everybody like uh and and it's mentioned like in the books that you know she is like the most powerful of elves second only to Feanor who she was still greater in wisdom than. Um, and, and he, Feanor was a fucking idiot and he like, and the elves in the first age were like incredibly, incredibly hotheaded would like fly off the handle, fucking murder, like whole swaths of folks for just like anything. Like they, they were very, there, there is that. And I think that it's present there. Um, and I, I like this idea of like her being kind of naive, like, yes, I guess it makes sense. I mean, you could also argue that, you know, she's they they were in war for such a long time. And, you know, she's been on kind of like this, this, like the idea of like the things that she is having to do, like that she is failing at are not things that she had been doing. Like, yes, that is that is there. The part that where it breaks down for me is the fact that everyone else seems to like have a real handle if you kind of painted the elves as like be not really getting how to do things and like 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 that they have like this in general but the fact that every elf we've seen is like very calculated and is like saying thing like is demonstrating a lot of tact with everything that they do and say it feels odd to me i mean i Something that is important to note is that we do have to have a growth arc for Galadriel. Otherwise, it's not interesting. Um, and that is obviously the choice that they're making here. And it's it's been said as well that, you know, we are going to see Galadriel become more of who we see in the Third Age. Mm. Um, and and that that is part of this. Um, it just I don't know. It feels like there, it, it feels like some weird choices. It feels like some of it I would like to. I would like to believe in she doesn't feel capable a lot of, like it feels like she needs people to like do things mm -hmm. like it doesn't feel like that on her own she is very capable like it feels like yes, she needs I like mean, Halbrand to like be like no do this <laughs> no do that and like that's something that makes by, sense but as proven by her getting locked in the cell for yeah. sedition and Halbrand having to be like this is how you're gonna get yourself out of this yeah and go see the king which is I am glad that Muriel does, in fact, take her to see the king, at least. That, like, yeah. No, she doesn't. Is... She fully oh, doesn't. She, well, she breaks in, and then Yeah, somehow Muriel's climbs this fucking... Her. I don't know how she climbed that yeah. thing, either. I was like, I was like, yeah. what window did you break? Because it seems like you're relatively close to the top of that tower to go meet the king, and it's like, 
Mm. I mean, that was it. That was those. That was the only place that were mirror, there were windows. There were no exactly. other windows. It was so literally like, at the top. How did you climb that? And no one wrong. saw that. I'm going to presume that climbing that tower may be easier than like the ice cliffs that they were climbing I mean, yeah earlier she, she has knows? she has a demonstrated an ability to do that so i mean but, all that being said i, I do just put a button on on the the galadriel but like yes i i have some difficulties with this i i don't dislike i mean yes to an extent because any character that's like being like very like headstrong and like like all this shit um it, i i have difficulties with um but uh it's I, I like what they're doing with the character. It's just, it, it, it's difficult for me in within context. And I know that that's my own thing, um, but like- it's, Can I ask you something? Yeah. Uh, does it, do you feel that, okay, I, it's, I guess, two different versions of it, but how, do you think that it's more that the show is trying to show that Galadriel is correct and justified in her- reactions and behaviors and uh, steadfastness, or do you try to think that it's showing that she needs to slow down and take a breath because for example when she does talk to the king and they have that whole interaction and they deal with the simrils it's like everybody's like all right now we're all going to be on board and we're going to send help and we're going to go do all this stuff and it's like well i feel like i feel like it's that there is both both are true because that and that's the issue is that galadriel has decided that because i'm right i'm going to like that that's that's the only that's the only thing that's important here like i am not going to use any uh, uh, like subtlety or tact to, to do anything the only thing i will utilize is the fact that i'm right and just expect everything to go the way that i that i want it which like again like i guess that there it, it's it's like a kind of teenagery thing here and i think that once we start to see galadriel like this character develop more and like get some more attack i just want to see her i i just want to see her be be, make better choices and be like yeah that looks that that's great like i i that that's really where i'm at is like it feels weird to me that i've got this fucking dirty like aragorn knockoff having to like be like no sometimes you have to talk to people like you aren't gonna kill them and her be like wait what do you mean? Like that feels weird. That, that feels like a strange choice. Like she's been alive again since the sun was up. It's not like, like all the other elves are like, no, we, we already learned how to do this. Like we're all like yeah. thousands of years younger than you. We figured out how to talk to other people. Um, but like whatever. Um, so but th- those are my issues with that. I I just okay. Um yeah. Can we so we're we're sticking Numenor. Uh to me, basically all you gotta worry about is the king is yeah super close to death yeah you go up there and you see tar palantir who that is it's it's not mentioned in the show but in the credits it is it is named that is to who that is is tar palantir um who uh yeah and i mean you know he's he's not he's not doing great and there's a lot of implications there so it's like that so muriel is queen regent she's not the queen so Mm -hmm. she is the queen because her father is currently the king and he can't be on the throne um, which I feel like is going to be an important thing so that like that her rule is not like as solid. And traditionally there, I think there is like a kind of like in, in the house of the dragon, there is like a, a hesitancy towards like uh, female leadership in Numenor. Okay. Um, so I think that there's, there's something there that this, this whole, like why she is kind of like trying to make like very, very calculated moves. Um I thought it was interesting though that she's like that Gladry's like, look, 
we got to just fucking be honest with each other. I need you to tell me what's up. And then she doesn't tell her. Like, she's like, why did you guys cut off contact with the elves? Mm -hmm. And then she goes off on this thing. She's like, oh, you know, my father was like very like, you know, it was kind of like, yeah, you know, so like his beliefs were, were, were kind of like passive. And then he became king and he became like, really, there's like a little bit of the the Aegon, like, uh, I, I don't mean to continue to draw c- comparisons to, to House of the Dragon, but like this, this, uh, this prophecy is the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. he saw this within the Palantir. I do like uh, the, the also the kind of like the Palantir like bit here. That's not how Palantir works, but I do like that. Like, the, I was going to say. I did like they're like oh there's seven and I was like cool so you, one in Numenor, one in Gondor, one in uh, Sauron's place, one in uh, Mordor. I was like four accounted for, three lost. I don't know. Oh, uh, well, maybe I mean none one. of none of those are there currently because those places don't exist. Well, so, you know what I mean though. Yeah, I'm no, just I, I know what you mean. Like, yeah. they're yeah. like oh all seven are lost and like I'm like well no, she says hit. She said she that okay. I, which I feel okay. like is important, like uh, lore wise, we should still know where all of the Palantir are. Um, so it, it I, I'm gonna lean into that she says hidden and not lost, but uh, she does say hidden. I, I think do, it's hidden or lost, yeah. but I do uh, like it also in this scene, we do get a little bit of Easter eggs. Um, one, I think that you will you may not have noticed, but at least will make sense to you is I believe we see Narsil in this scene um when, oh, when they're um, seeing the dagger no uh uh what is what would be elendil's sword and Andoril uh aragorn's sword in uh okay okay it, that there is i mean it's it has a different color uh wrap on the hilt on the uh the 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 grip on the the sword um but it but is that can be changed over time yeah and like... i mean it's it's not a, exactly the same it is evocative of the uh of you know the the sword that whatever workshops built for the the peter jackson films but we also see what is very clearly uh tours uh battle axe and shield who um was a very very important character uh one of one of the the few uh elf and human pairings that have been possible where it was uh tour and idril and uh tours okay. uh shield and and uh battle axe so like little easter eggs for people who like it's these are things that they don't have the rights to um okay. so they can't tell these stories but it's like if you've read the book like oh that that's that i do like that choice of like you know like because it's not really infringing on anything it's just there's this thing here um yeah so watching it's just like saying yeah hey if you know yeah. you know yeah and, and yeah so i love i love gladfield though being like about to put her hand on there it's like whoa i must warn you it's like bitch this is not the first time I've been, put my yeah. hands on these things. And she's like, yes, but not this one. And she's like, oh, can I ask? A, so I don't, I know that this is not how these work, but like, you know, for a fact, you're in a vision. So why are you freaking out? Like you're about to like. So here's my thought on this is that, so I said, that's not how Palantir works. Cause it's not Palantir. are supposed to get, grant you far sight, like literally the ability to see things like far away um like it's not like seeing the future or like 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 it's not a magic eight ball um Mm. so that because she's like not this one 
that um, the only way I can interpret that is that somehow that one is different in that it is showing okay. like prophecy. It's not showing like what's happening in Middle Earth. It's not showing like, you know, something that's happening in a faraway kingdom so that they can like check in on each other. Because that's like essentially how it was kind of used was was like these were like you could use them to like communicate like like a, like a phone like you'd be like oh i need to go okay. call it, like this palace and i'm all the way the fuck over here boom hey how's everything over there chill okay cool like that that uh gotcha. that's kind of how that was so this uh, yeah it's it's an interesting and i mean i guess so i guess the uh the thought here is that Mir Muriel had interpreted because Galadriel was present within this vision. Um, like Galadriel, yes, is seeing it, but it, I think that Galadriel is a, a part of the thing. That's mm -hmm. why she's like, oh, the elf has arrived. That the interpretation she was having was that the uh and like that you see the the white petals of the tree and all this shit. Like that that that, that was like what was going to be this like that following Galadriel was what was going to bring Numenor down. Um and mm -hmm. she does, I do like the the you know inclusion of like only Numenor can can bring down Numenor um which is you know fitting true um but uh it's yeah it's it's an interesting it's interesting here um I I do I like the inclusion of like the idea of the wave as like this this is not like really how it was used uh like like how it is in, in there but like this leaning into like um people receiving vision of the wave like th mm. that, that is like a nice kind of like a nod to, to things later in the text um but yeah and so then uh we have we have the um, call to arms is that what we're jumping yeah to? we we have you know muriel like seemingly sending off uh sending off galadriel like back to back to the elves um and then she you know she's she's walking off and you see the the petals of nimloth falling from the tree um and uh you know she i guess was like oh shit no come back like let's, let's do this shit and she decides you know we're like hey no i'm gonna i'm gonna follow galadriel to middle earth you know we're we're gonna do this we're gonna go to war uh, we're gonna de defend the you know the our our brethren in uh in middle earth from from the threat that they're facing uh they you know you get all of uh, all of Asildor's friends and Asildor himself joining to the the Queen's Guard, I suppose, and a uh, bunch of people too, like uh, yeah. friendly. You do see others. It's not like oh, I mean six that people. that is like you do see like regardless of all of the kind of division that has been present, like it's fairly unanimous. Like when she's like, "This is what we're doing," everyone's like, "All right, that's what we're doing." Like it's it's not like that there is like a a huge like you could almost expect there to be like a bunch of people like no fuck you, mm -hmm. um, but no, they're all like on board um I, I don't know if that will remain that way but uh because it's been clearly denoted that there's a lot of division in, in mm -hmm. Numenor about the idea of doing anything i i guess like it's, it, it seems like a very like isolationist uh kingdom um, yes currently in its state yeah. yeah but but that's that's the uh the end of that's, Numenor storyline that's, story the, that's the, the Numenor storyline for this uh so for, for this episode What's nice is there's only two other things, two other storylines we got to get to. One very short, one medium length, I guess. So, which would you like to tackle first? Okay, let's um, let's go through. Let's let's do let's do the the Southlands bit uh to begin with. So, okay, I find so we get Adar 
finally in this. Who is a dark elf? Hundred percent correct. Yes, I I am fairly certain I know who Adar is supposed to be. I'm not going to say who. There, I I heard this as well so i don't know so i'm not gonna say the name because i can't remember it so that everybody's safe There's i mean no i think we, you and i are probably talking about it. if you are using but, that term and you're talking about a specific entity i feel like we're talking about the same person yeah um, um yeah it, there's a there was an elf that supposedly was like thrown off of the cliffs or yeah, something yeah, into yeah. like the burning fires of things and everything that's really who that is and i was like okay that's yeah. cool if that's who that is great uh yeah, I'm just happy that it shows that there are elves who are on the other side, and it, I liked the touch that uh, Adar, which is his father, used in the terms of like uh, all the lies you've been told and stuff like that. Uh, it would take so long for me to untell yeah. you or tell you the truth, and it's like implied that he is from like as old as Galadriel in theory. Or well, at least. he's so, and they do. This is the first time that we uh, see Balerians mentioned um, in in the show in general. Um, and that is, they, they don't talk about it in the, the kind of prelude of episode one. Um, but because, uh, Adar asks, uh, Erandir, like, where are you from? Where were you born? He says, Beleriand. So Beleriand was a huge landmass, um, that, that it was destroyed in, in the war of rat. Like it just isn't there anymore. It was like the size of middle earth. And it okay. is, and it was, is, is, we're like all of like nothing was happening in middle earth b- before that like there was like the men were over there and like people were like i don't know there's wild shit going on over there but we don't we don't really go over there everything was ha- happening in Beleriand. that was okay. like that was where all the kingdoms were that's what that's where all the movers and shakers were doing things um and i, I yeah like the, he talks about you know like you know where where what i believe is like Sirion, the the river and i also like the ink the motif of the river on his armor i thought was a really nice mm. choice um yeah i i do so i think i think we know who who adar is also based upon the fact that uh of, of the inclusion of this sword which is still like a weird thing to me but that kind of goes with this this character um but i what i am really interested by and this is not i don't think I don't believe this is a, a spoiler because I would imagine anybody who has watched the show has also watched the Peter Jackson films. Otherwise, I don't know what like the draw would be. Um, so in Fellowship of the Ring, you see Sauron explaining to Lurtz, the the Urukai, that the elves were the orcs were elves originally, and then they mm-hmm. were tortured and like brutalized, and they eventually became uh orcs i believe that that this is what he is referring to when he talks about because there's there's a lot of things here one like the kind of the the tenderness of the scene where he like kills that orc who mm-hmm. uh who arandir attacked with the stick yeah. and and like the fact also that he was wearing elvish armor like that 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 mm-hmm. piece of armor that he pulled off was like part of like a curious that uh Arandir also wore um and and like yes it could have been just armor they found but it feels like a very deliberate choice because like they show it like there, there is like a shot of it being removed um and like whereas like the the helmet he was wearing was also an elvish helmet but it's just like there like it, it doesn't uh-huh. feel like it's like that there's like a moment of like you're supposed to realize what this is um and yeah it feels 
that's what I think is is that there's going to be like a, a bit of that. I I don't really know how that's going to develop, but um, I think that there is that this idea of elves here's turning my, into orcs is going to be important. Here's my question about this though, because I have no problem with anybody stating that or believing that. But then my question is, that means one of two things have to be happening. Either there has to be um, continuous elves being uh, kidnapped and tortured, or where are the female orcs? Like, how how are they reproducing? So, how is this like? Yeah, the, this is this is a um, there is a there is a theme in Tolkien's works of like the orcs not really being portrayed like as like they're be they're not being portrayed as like a people. Um, they're, they're just kind of like a personification of evil. There is a scene in one of the books, uh, in I believe The Return of the King, where you essentially get two orcs kind of like bickering back and forth about like, oh, it's like, oh shit, they're making us all go to this battle. Like, I don't want to fucking do this. I don't want to, I don't want to do, I don't want to go and like join this battle. Like, I just want to like go fuck off and like do whatever and like chill out and like live my life. Like, I'm not looking to do this. Mm -hmm. Um, so there is like a little bit of, of that, but there is, um, I feel like somebody described this uh, that I saw, and I, I like this idea um, that I feel like the Lord of the Rings in general is a, a body of work that fails to be progressive rather than one that is successfully conservative, mm. uh, which which like if it had to fall on one, I, I think that that is like, you know, that the Tolkien kind of begins uh, some of these concepts, uh, but but like it, there's like a little bit of an inability to really like take that like he who within his own limitations to take these ideas further and like deal with his own stuff. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, so I I think but like the idea Tolkien also had a big issue with this idea of orcs being originally elves and like was constantly like struggling with this like fuck like did i i wrote this but like is this right like he would be like there's many there are many notes that we have of his where he's like going back and forth about like does he think that happened is that does that make any sense um mm. and i mean straight strictly speaking if you want to take this from like a scientific standpoint which i, I don't really recommend in general to do with the show but um that's not how acquired traits work. Like mm -hmm. I, if you if you torture me enough to become an orc, like my children won't be orcs, like mm -hmm. because those are acquired traits. However, yeah. this show, I guess there is an idea that it's that somehow like during this process, they like they take evil on and it like alters them. Um, mm -hmm. and, and like that is 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 what's being passed on, but so I think that that's the idea that's happening. Maybe there. Um, hear me hear me on this. Yeah. Maybe maybe they could equate it to at the in the episodes when they go find the when they're in the north and they find that uh, ritual place. Yeah, yeah, that's like, oh, kind blood, of blood magic was yeah. being done here. Maybe that's how it happened. Was you just perform blood magic on elves to turn them into orcs? Like, the magic of the, they were meddling with the unseen world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. Uh, one thing I do love in this scene, uh, not the beginning part, before I actually was up, like right when uh, Aaron Deer wakes up, this, uh, Black Elf, I don't remember where it's Aaron Deer, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool, because there's like so many elf names, they're so almost yeah. the same. But when he wakes up and it's just like, oh, hey man, do you like orcs? Pause this, you can make this your screensaver. When it was like the seven like fully de defined orcs that were like just chilling, yeah. standing like in their like gang pose, waiting on Adar to show up. I thought that was really awesome like the details and the intricacies and just really while when one thing i do like 
for me in this better than the Jackson uh, verse is the orcs to me are more intimidating, more like the orc guy, terrifying, but like orcs and those they like, there's more, it feels like there's more character to them uh, in this because they're more individuals, not copies of the same thing. And so I do enjoy that. It's like, whoa, that's that's striking. Like if you had that, like, uh, the differences, as opposed to, we have yet to see like some some truly comedic like good moments. Like you know, looks like meets back on the menu. Boys I haven't had that yet. Right? Series, yeah. I but... I don't like the choice to still make them all Cockney. Um, that that feels like a very Jackson like decision. But like you know, whatever. Um, but uh, but yeah, and and like I do like there is very clearly like there's a choice to like have more depth to these characters. I mean, this again, this scene with his orc that's dying, and the choice to like include what is essentially the beginning of a funerary rite, which like the idea of like establishing any culture for the orcs is something that's never been done. There is no mm-hmm. example of it anywhere. Um, and uh, and yeah, like going going back to like what you had mentioned about like orcs like giving birth like the in the peter jackson films they essentially had them be like oh they came out of the mud like that which doesn't make any sense but like yes there are like there you know we could have seen female orcs and like it's like dwarves maybe you know there's really not a way to tell the difference between them um just like there shouldn't be for the dwarves which i'm still not thrilled about but whatever um so i don't know like there is so like one theory that i have which i don't think this isn't like this isn't like a spoiler or anything because it's not based upon anything, but a theory that I could possibly have is like, I don't know that Adar knows that Sauron is coming back. Um, And so I don't know if that's like ultimately his goal. Like, yes. So yes, there is very clear that like, you know, they're following the plan that was set out by Morgoth or Sauron, but like set out before Morgoth's uh, end to go to the Southlands and establish their own kingdom. Um, But it, I don't know if if that's what Adar is doing or if it's that he is because like also there's like this idea that like he wants to become a god. Um, that's which, what I was going to say. Yeah, he brought that up. Uh, which is strange to me. Um, like, I'm not a god yet. And I was yeah. like, er, what? Are yeah. you just, this this shows Sauron. You're going to try to secretly like build your own army while protecting. Well, but here's still. the thing is that Sauron was a divine being. Like he already was a was a divine being. Like that was not he like that was not a huge jump for him. Um, he's just okay. like an elf, as far as yeah. we know. Like that that's like there's not Unless like a lot of pathways. To him, if if it, for example, if it ends up being the person that is theorized, if something yeah. could happen falling through those flames, similar to Gandalf, but Gandalf is already in Myr too, so I don't know. Yeah, that's the thing is that there there is no precedent for anything like this. Of like like the closest thing to like a a, a mortal being becoming well like mortal like he is obvious he's an elf so he's immortal but like something that is not a divine and inherently like on the order of like the Ainur and like the the Maiar um becoming something more like the closest thing you have is Arendil the Mariner which that's not really what happened um but like they turned him into a star and he well, just yeah, like I mean, gets he, to be out he didn't I mean he world. didn't turn him into a star he just like he is the star but he's he's also just like a dude with a light um but uh that's uh yeah i don't so what my theory is and this is a very soft theory and i'm not really like i don't have like a lot of like backing up for this but i think it'd be interesting to see like maybe like if 
if Adar is not necessarily trying to like, he's like waiting for Sauron to return, but that if he sees the orcs as more like elves that have been abandoned and he's trying to set up like a kingdom for them to like be able to thrive and be able to like, like, like do their, do their thing and like be, you know, exist. Mm -hmm. Um, but like not necessarily because not for Sauron's ends, but because he cares about the orcs, who which he clearly does. Um, I, yeah, I, mean, I don't uh, I don't know. He, he does have a fatherly like yeah. way with them and, and all that stuff. But just to progress this along, because uh, we're gonna make this it's gonna be way longer than the actual episode yeah, of the show. We um Adar a surprise, you know, is like, all right, I'm gonna let you go, homie. I'm gonna just take yeah. a message. The homegirl that's trying to bone down. I need you to tell her that they all need to fuck right off, or I'm gonna murder every single one of you with yeah. no reckless abandon. I'm just gonna murder all of you. It's gonna be very yeah. fun for me. Don't test me. And yeah. I guess we'll, we'll, we'll talk it, about it minorly. We, yeah, it matters. But like, or not Sealer. Um, the kid I thought was Sealer until Sealer actually showed up. Theo, you are the fucking worst okay yeah. like you got how much of this thing? okay so basically i like the choice of him showing strength and being like look we're gonna starve if we don't get food i'm gonna take be in this game yeah, that that choice was correct like that was the, that was I, the right thing yeah, to do that was it shows you know all of the things that you do but the difference was when you had all that food and all those bags you should have been like yeah this is definitely enough and when the other he was like hey let's go to the inside the bar and check right there and the guy was like you know what we shouldn't do that well, it's like, also like how much more can you carry that cart is exactly. overflowing like where and, are you gonna... uh, what i would have said to you that my logical thought in that moment was like dude this will still we have how many fucking villages in that place this food's not gonna last that long save some stuff for tomorrow's trip or yeah. the, like, two days from now's trip like what are we but of course uh i do like though because I, I was concerned that i think that this Currently, I feel like Theo has plot armor, but that random red shirt that brought that came with him did not. So I was concerned that like Theo would have been running back and like stumbled across the wheelbarrow because like also I don't, this is what I don't understand. We all have live on this earth. We all live in the world. So you're trying to tell me that y'all are out here doing all of this uh, stuff, gathering things, but very conscious of the fact that you have to do it in sunlight. And you don't see these gigantic, unbelievably dark clouds yeah. roaming in to block out the sun. Like, what? You knew that was coming. You knew I mean, you were on time. Yeah, but I think this kid's like 13. So, I mean, like, what? whatever. I mean, I don't know. I have the inability to tell the age of children. Um, But, uh, yeah, so this is – yeah, this whole thing – Um, It's just an excuse to get more orcs attacking Theo and him to – Make the yeah, sword become like, yeah, more. Is it sword's fully complete now? That yeah, so like th this is like the the first time that you see him like, like, like. So it's it's clear that he has like been like, playing with this because he he like is like realized like okay like you know I just stabbed the the hilt or the pommel into my forearm and then like the the full thing is done. Um, I mean at the end of the day, it's just it's just seems like a sword, uh, regardless of of what um of what w waldred says of it being like a power it's... like but oh my goodness we'll, we'll, we'll get to that but like so yeah he he gets chased by wrath and like all of the other all the other orcs are looking for him so he hides down there like so this is i i'm gonna be real with you i think that the i i thought that theo might have been halbrand's son 
Oh, I've heard like that was a thought that I had had, and I've heard a couple of people talk about that. I don't know that I still believe that, but like it seemed interesting that it's like you know he's you know from this line, and you know he's from the Southlands, and we don't like it. Like Theo's father is is noted as being gone, and no one knows where he is. Um, mm-hmm. But I thought that it was possible. I don't know that I. <clears throat> there is not anything here that made me believe it less. But there's also nothing I think they may believe up more, and I just don't know. It's okay. still kind of a wishy-washy. What I didn't enjoy was Theo hiding in that well and pretending like he didn't lose all function trying to tread water for eight hours or something yeah. with all these orcs around, and then pulled like a full-on like, "Oh, let's go, Sushima, just jump in these these tall grass right here, just hide in the tall grass, boop, just yeah. lay down like a fish." Like nobody will see me. I mean, I he like, just fell. He didn't. He didn't do. He fell over, and they happened to not see him. Um, and, and then yeah, you have the very like the the predict like where he's like, oh, sweet, I got away, and then immediately wrath like yeah, you're like comes around and uh, and Arondir saves him, and he's like fucking my mom's boyfriend, this fucking piece of shit. Like, I gotta deal. I don't like you, this yeah. fucking guy. Um, and then you get this great scene in the woods that uh, you know you've got, which I I'd, I'd seen in in a trailer, but of uh, you know of Arondir fen- like fending off the orcs and like catching the arrows mid flight and turning them around and shooting them back at them, very fucking cool. Yeah. Um, By the and- way, uh, the thing I did enjoy in this moment is yeah. once they hit the, they got past the tree line. I was like, are we gonna sit here and pretend like? they can't still shoot arrows with all those archers yeah. and then like after this super long slow-mo pause it's like an arrow flies by and you're like oh no okay they are still shooting you need to get up and move like you <laughs> yeah well i mean it's i think it's it's a couple so there is i've, I've seen a couple of people mention that like they were like why were they just continuing to shoot i think that the orcs also like knew that they didn't really have like a court like even if they get him like they're still out there like there's not really like they're kind of like like beaten like they're they're so they're they're probably i think that's why they're all just like pissed and and like they they know that like there's not really like a even if they get one of them like they're just gonna drag like they're not gonna get all of them at once um, and uh i think too yeah it's like they only have so many arrows like this only yeah this is, you know there's no they, not, they don't have arrows. like a fletcher or well maybe they i don't know but um uh i and i like that erondir had run out of arrows that yes. is i mean that's yes. a choice that has been made it, since lord of the rings every lord of the rings like tolkien verse um middle earth thing has had like a, a like you know you've got legolas running out of arrows in the hobbit because he never fucking ran out of arrows in the lord of the rings ever um even though he would use like a hundred million of them i do like that you know around deer ran out of arrows um but yeah it, it's it's a you know and then they get back to they get back to the the watchtower the, and to uh, helm's deep and it's yeah. like also, I mean, speaking of that that scene with uh with Muriel with Muriel with uh with Bronwyn um early on like when we get that first scene where oh it, yeah it was really evocative of that scene when um in Helm's, Helm's Deep where Eowyn is like looking for at people that have come in like when when she's at Helm's Deep and she's waiting for her father mm-hmm. and Aragorn to show up it like felt a lot like that scene um and i, I liked that kind of that that yeah. little bit there um but but yeah so you know go they go back and uh, Arondir you know tells her the message and then you get this fucking scene with Waldred 
where he's like, yeah, just, oh, take some mosh, have a little bit of like, it's like, you know, like, oh, come on, well, fuck, you fucking Witcher NPC. Yeah, he's like, literally just like, hey, bro, what's up? Secretly, I am in service to Morgoth. Always have been. That sword you got right there, we're told, yeah, we're Team Morgoth. Just so you know, that's why you, you don't have to worry about it. You can keep that sword because we're Team Morgoth. And this like secret handshake we're holding, yeah. look at these arm scars. Come on, homie. Like, and you're like, yeah. which, which, like, one, like, what was this dude doing with it? Because it's, like, it's not like, like, what was, so there's a couple of things. It's like one, like, he says it's a power. It just seems like it's a sword. And like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's great. But there are other swords. Like, it's not like Maybe a sword. it's the sword, it's the power because that sword gives you the right to something. Like, so it makes you the, you know. I, I have a sense of what they're going to, there's a big possibility based upon who I think Adar is, who you think Adar is. Um mm-hmm. And the fact that he wants this sword, I think I know what this sword is supposed to be, which is kind of an odd thing. Um, it, I mean, they're definitely taking huge liberties with, with kind of like the ideas that are set forth in the lore for what this is. Um, but uh, that's I, I kind of have a sense, but okay. there doesn't really seem to be like it, it's just I don't know if it, it feels odd. It's like, so what was this guy doing? Like he would like he'd stab himself in the arm and then he would have a sword and then like. And then what? Like, what was he? Th- what was he? Th- it wasn't just that, like that. Was like, it felt like it'd be better if he just got a regular sword that he didn't have to stab himself in the arm every time. I think he wanted to use one. It was probably something that was like he used when he was a kid to test out or whatever. But it was like passed down for time, and he had it like hidden, and that's why it was like in the like barn underneath the stuff I or whatever. Yes, like, but like he's used it enough to like make a scar on his arm. Like, it, it, I mean, yes, like, it's like, you know, it's not like he was, like, using, like, like antibacterial wash on that to, like, keep it from doing so. So maybe once is enough, but I don't know. Like, it's, I do like, you know, there is it, it, this inclusion of that there is, uh, I, that, that was a thought of mine as well. Like, I've been like, where the fuck, like, so they got this sword from this dude like where where is where is this gonna like come into play yeah. that like this this is gone like you've taken this like this guy had this um so it, it's nice that they're doing kind of like it, it and i mean i knew that they were gonna do something like this but they're like oh you know this isn't what those people are like and like they're like no that's what those people are like i knew that it was gonna yeah. be both like like that both would be right because otherwise it wouldn't be interesting um <clears throat> and but, uh I think that yeah, that kind of sums up the end of that storyline. Is there anything else you wanted to bring up on that? No, part? that's that's really it. I mean, it, it's it's going to be interesting to see how that progresses. I, uh, I yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm just curious to see what happens. So watch what gets down yeah. and boogies. Uh, I do think that the only other thing, only storyline that we because there is no Nori and Stranger in this episode. Right. Yeah. That was a choice. There's They're no so migrating, I guess. Yeah. So you get cause of doom. You get yeah. during the fourth. You know, being upset. We already talked about Elrond and him talking to Durin and all this stuff. But the yeah. main focal point, I think, is that you get to see Mithril for yeah. the first time. I guess like it being the ore being found and being able to. And you're like, oh, this is what is Durin's doom. But at the same time, uh, just such powerful scenes too with like the yeah. the cave in. Really, also the the I think was going to be such an uh, important moment later on, but Elrond swearing on the rock that he's not going to fucking tell anybody about me. Oh, I mean, obviously, like, mm. 
I mean, you don't you don't do that in a show unless you're like prepared to have that be the thing that's tested. Like, there's no point to doing it. Um, and so it's it's just like, yeah. And I do like that that both Durans know that they're like, look, I think Elrond is pure of heart and honest and telling absolutely the truth, and I think that he is being deceived and lied to. <laughs> you know, yeah, like yeah, I I. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot that's interesting in this storyline. Like we talked a little bit about, like one of the major things is like this this like moment of like the theme of fathers. You know, like Durin talking about it, like it's just he, his father in this big speech of Elrond uh, telling him, you know, like how how like the the reality of like being the son of the most fucking important person in the whole yes. of Middle Earth. Um, yeah, it, it's it's interesting. Um, but I, I do like this this moment, the you know, the the uh, Elrond, what do your elf eyes see kind of thing where he's like very clearly like he knows that Disa is lying to him. And mm-hmm. so he just goes and posts up in the open on a bridge and is just like looking like like if they had just turned, they'd be like, is that fucking Elrond? Just like, yeah, just like way over creep? there. Like, yeah, like what, what like it's but he um, was like, like yeah. full on gangster pose, just like down, like arms yeah. on his knees they're like chilling like hey is everything cool like are you okay are you good <laughs> like, are you fine. lost no i yeah. know exactly where i'm at thank you i'd be like i should tell someone about it. like if i if you ever if you ever ask somebody that and they respond that manner, you'd be like i have to go tell someone about this <laughs> like, like i don't i don't know what's happening but i'm gonna let someone know just on the off chance that this person is a protagonist of some sort in some yeah sense. this like, this matters i can't i can't anyway. i can't deal with this um yeah but yeah, but, uh, so that's how Elrond figures out about yeah. the the secret, you know, mining for yeah Mithril. And I mean, I guess they're you know they're leaning like that. Durin knows about. Also, I thought like when he when uh, Durin comes when Prince Durin comes into his father's like throne room, I thought that dude was gonna be dead. A hundred percent. I was with you. I literally, like, every single person who watched this show, I I think had had that moment because it's like it's it's set up for you to be like, oh shit, oh shit. Like there's there's like all like the halt cinematography like hallmarks of something like that. He like does not move or breathe, and then he's finally like, dad. Like oh dude, yeah, man, yeah. Lot- they pause for enough time for you to be concerned. Um, but yeah, I mean it it's uh you know you get this whole whole thing, which I guess they're they're doing this like. They talk about like, oh, you know, they say when you become a king, uh, when a dwarf takes it, takes the the throne, that like all of the, the, like all of his ancestors kind. Of, I think that that's like kind of their like, fakey version of like the the fact that Durin Durin the Deathless, this idea that like Durin is reincarnated and he's like, no, I'm Durin, I'm still Durin. Like that was me. I died back then and now I'm here again. Um, it, it it's kind of like a stand-in for that because it makes it less like complicated to deal with. Um, but uh, but yeah, I I I, I liked this uh. I like this scene here. Um, I, I am int- intrigued to see like this idea of like what Gilgalad and Celebrimbor are. High. I mean, I, I guess the idea is we that, like, know they're well, making yeah. the ring. So I so with regards to okay, so so we still don't know who Sauron is. And there are I've seen people say, like, oh, it's Adar clearly. I'm like, fuck it, obviously not. No, it's ob- that is no that would be the, the, the absolutely not like people and it well i think that the show confirmed by saying that that's who it was is that the stranger is definitely not sauron because they imply that that's who that was by saying like the staller falls blah 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 well they said that was a sign they said not not that that was sauron but that, that was a sign of his return um but uh i 
So I don't think it's I. So I don't think that it's Adar, obviously, because I'm no. pretty sure we know who Adar is. I do not think it's Halbrand because I think no. we know who Halbrand is. Um, it's also possible we haven't seen him yet. You know what I mean? Like it's possible. That no, we ha- we up. haven't. Um, and he's not the stranger. I think that Sauron is going to fucking be in Aregion, like. As just a dude that's working with Celebrimbor, that like, that like, we're gonna get a scene where it's like, uh, hey, can you, uh, can you, go, hey, can you go down the hall and get that from from my, my friend here? And it's just gonna be like, oh, hey, I'm so and so. And we're gonna be like, oh, fuck, it's him. It's obviously him. <laughs> like that. I feel like that's what they're gonna do because they want us to be like guessing like who this person mm-hmm. is and none of none of these people are that um i that's what i think it's going to be is that it's going to be like there's a lot of misdirection happening and it's going to be something that's very straightforward actually mm-hmm. um but uh it, it's i don't know it's, it's going to be intriguing to see this because it's also like we've seen like i don't like in the trailer like we kind of saw the actor who is like supposed to be sauron um okay uh, we, we, I, it wasn't like fully said that but it was like very heavily implied and we haven't seen this actor yet so like I kind of which is also a strange thing but I mean I don't know like again like what this person looks like in one moment as to the next like who's to say also uh, from what I hear is t- in terms of historically timeline wise uh, Sauron is supposed to be in two specific places like at once coming up soon so like they gotta make a move like they gotta do something like oh i mean two it, things... we we can't we again we cannot we cannot try and reconcile this show with any kind of tolkienian understanding of of timelines i don't think that we're gonna that's going to serve us because they've well they have, they have shit the bed if that's what they're doing um speaking but... of uh shitting the bed so during while he's arguing with Elrond, there's mind collapse. And the scene that we get is so beautiful where Disa is, you know, singing yeah. to the mountain yeah. and, you know, asking for it to bring back all the people that got trapped in there alive and yada, yada, yada. And I like that, like the song, one, it's done so beautifully and yeah, well, but it actually does move the mountain and like they get all of them out yeah. alive and safe and all this stuff. It's pretty cool. Like I really do. Yeah. I thought that was a really well, um, like a, a good custom of the culture for dwarves that was added yeah. that I was unaware of, or I guess, I don't know if anybody was aware of that in a sense, but it was just really beautiful. Yeah. The, the idea of like dwarves using like, so, like, uh, like sound is a thing that's present. Like I'm familiar with that, like dwarves in like uh, the Elder Scrolls universe, like that's like a thing that they did. So it's like interesting to see that here. I don't believe that has been a thing in the lore. Um, I could be mistaken. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's a nice touch. I like it. Um, but yeah, it's it's. Uh, so I'm I'm guessing that next episode we'll we'll get we'll touch back in with the Harfoots and we'll see how that's gone. But... I would presume. I'm wondering. So this is just pure theory because we all know, based on the fact that, like you said, uh, we've all seen the trilogy. Like we all know. So like, at what point in time? Because I'm not sure about the timeline type thing. But do you, when do you think we're gonna, we're gonna see the fall of Kazadum? Like in this show. Does that happen after? I would imagine. I would imagine we, that we will. Um, that's my thought. Um, okay. I, I was just curious if, like, yeah. maybe like, like, oh no, that doesn't happen until like, because I mean, again, timelines are nothing. Um, but, I know what I'm saying, but like, when does because there, this is Moria currently that they're in, correct? Like, well, I mean, it, it, is it, Moria. It, 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 yes, it is the same place. So, 
Kaza Doom falls and then Moria is built. Kaza Doom falls and then Moria is the name that it is becomes known by after its fall. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. But Moria is like it is like a spooky. It's like how like Mirkwood in in the Lord of the Rings was like originally referred to as I believe like the Greenwood. Mirkwood was the name that it acquired after it became like nasty and scary. Um, okay. That that this this is a similar thing with that. That like it was it was Casa Doom, and then in its in its decline in its like dereliction, it is taken on the name of Moria. Okay, but then this is totally relevant to Rings of Power, but. Um, who is it that that's dead that uh, Gimli's like crying over when they like get to Moria? That's like his relative Colin. that like he, yeah. So yeah. What, he just went back to try to like bring it back to life or something. Like, yeah, I mean that that's so. This is like one of this is like the greatest dwarven kingdom, um, and okay. that that was like a whole thing. Like they they had lost the kingdom and they wanted to reclaim it. I mean that is like at the end of the Lord of the Rings. That's what Gimli does. Gimli reclaims Moria. Like he goes back. Like he he takes he does two things. He he establishes a kingdom in the glittering caves uh, behind um, uh, uh, fucking Helm's Deep. Like where you, where you get like little glimpses like where the women and children are in the mm-hmm. books, Gimli is like, "Holy shit, this place is fucking amazing! Are you kidding me?" Um, and he he like brings elves and he he or he brings dwarves and he establishes a kingdom there. But he also helps like retake Moria and like establishes it as like a thriving kingdom once more. Um, okay, but so uh, when yeah. uh, Gollum and the Ring get destroyed in the fires of Mount Doom, all those. The Balrog and all the orcs and shit that are in well, the Balrog's like dead. Gone. Uh, Gandalf, ki- Gandalf kills, kills the kills Balrog, it. and they do. I mean, they they there is so in the fourth age, a, a huge amount of time is dedicated towards eradicating orcs. Like like Aragorn essentially uh, goes on like orc genocide. And just like okay. any orc they see, like they they are trying to eradicate every last orc from the face of the earth. So okay. that is like what they're doing. Yeah. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that that I think is everything I have for this. Yeah, episode. that's that's everything. Um, I liked this episode. I thought it was good. I thought that it was probably the best episode I've seen so far. Um, I I think that like I mean, the like Elrond, Disa, and Durin on screen is like one of the best together is one of the best things the show has going for it right now. Um, Erondir mm-hmm. is like also like an incredible, like a very strong like character storyline. Like I've, I'm always intrigued by what's happening with him. I think that it's going really well. Um, I I find the Galadriel storyline itself to feel like the least important in a way. Oddly mm-hmm. enough, like it feels like the, the least is happening. Like, yes, we're we're devoting a lot to it, but it doesn't feel like poignant in a weird way. Um, it that's feels kind of feel, removed. That's because I told you. I feel like what's really happening is you're getting all the good stuff with all these other storylines because they're waiting for Gladwell to show up. Like, yeah. uh, Deer is 100 like once Gladwell's in the Southlands, I'm like, oh yeah, let's get moving. Yeah, like, that, you know? I mean, and that that's the thing is that like they are they are obviously at least with regards to them, like they are rightly making the decision to like have storylines come together so you and I, I will say the editing has improved um in like the the last episode or so that before it was like you would just get to a point in a storyline where you're like oh this is really interesting and then it would mm-hmm. cut away to something else and you're like fucking come on um it feels like we're getting like we're telling the whole thing and then we're moving on to the next whole thing for the most part. I agree. Um, I agree. I mean, like, I, not exclusively, but like there, the like it's it's a lot more like 
Yeah. I'm very happy so far. We're at the halfway point of season one. I couldn't be happier with what we've been given. I am enjoying it. I'm intrigued. I can't wait for more. Uh, yeah, all the good things to say about that. Yeah. Uh, one thing I would like to say, just as a, a little aside, next week's episode, because I will be visiting my family, is going to be a couple of days behind. So it's still coming out. Don't worry about yes. that. But be on the lookout. But I will be on town, so it'll be yeah, coming I, out. Just I believe late. we will have that coming out on Wednesday, the same day as our regularly scheduled uh, unqualified observer yes. episode. But uh, yeah. yeah. Other than All that, right. though, yeah. Uh, if you'd like to hit me up on Twitter, you can find me at Stimpy is King, uh, no spaces. And if you'd like to come on over to my other podcast that I do, uh, it's called Stimson Ain't Easy. Me and my brothers sit down, shoot the shit, talk stuff. Yeah, it's good wholesome time um kel has all the other deets and information for everything else that you would love yeah uh, again thank you very much for joining us for another episode of our rings of power report here on the channel uh we will be here next week uh, a little bit late like thomas said with our with our next episode we are also right now going through house of the dragon which comes out on fridays our episodes uh so that's a nice time to uh to come and hear us talk about that if you are a fan of the george rr R. martin take on uh on fantasy genre uh, and then we are also, as always, doing our regularly scheduled Unqualified Observer episode on Wednesdays, where we'll just talk about a film that Thomas and I are watching. Uh, with all that being said, if you would like to follow the show, you can do so on Instagram at Unqualified Observers. You can do so on Twitter at ObserveCast. You can also email us at UnqualifiedObservers at gmail.com email us your theories you know what wh how you feel about things that are going on um what 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 you think the show's strengths are what you think the weaknesses are like th th we'll we'll talk about it on the show um yeah it'll, it'll be a be a good time just reach out you know we, we always uh we always love hearing from you guys if you would like to follow me for whatever reason you can follow me on all social media platforms at cool underscore golem and uh yeah let's uh we can we can shoot the shit in chat with all that being said Thank you once again for joining us, and we will see you next time here on the pod. As always, I'm Kellum. And I'm Thomas. And we don't know anything.